Yeah, the trades are coming fast and furious now as we tick, tick, tick to the 3 p.m. Eastern NBA trade deadline buzzer. We're still here in the Classic Factory. The No Dunks crew, I'm Skeets. We got Tass. We got TK, Trey Kirby. We got the international man of mystery taken to the Max Lee Ellis. And of course, super producer JD pushing the buttons. Our fourth podcast of the day. But things are like just sort of progressing perfectly here for us, I would say, in the Classic Factory. If you want to hear our thoughts on the four-team deal that happened 10 hours ago at this point, (laughs) go check out that video or that podcast in your podcast feed. And then, of course, the big Ben Simmons for James Harden trade. We just wrapped doing that one. Also available on YouTube and wherever you listen to No Dunks. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Like, subscribe, comment away. Again, shout out to the stream teamers. Some of you joining us here for the fourth time today. Really the sixth or seventh time if you count <laughs> those false us, yeah. starts. <laughs> but yeah, we got a lot more deals here um, to, to tackle and grade. And we'll start with the Mavericks trading Chris Tapp's Porzingis. Can you believe it? And a second round pick to the Washington Wizards for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Berton, some saying the biggest trade in Latvian history. (laughs) Um, I love it. So, Tass, let's start with you. Porzingis going to the Wizards, and they made other moves here, and we'll get to Montrezl Harrell going to the Hornets, so they were down to center, but KP to Washington, Dinwiddie to Dallas. What do you think? Well, the Mavericks are better because Kristaps Porzingis just didn't play all the time. They frankly are. Now, it's a bit of a our problem for your problem scenario because the Mavs deal Kristaps Porzingis and they get Davis Bertans back, who's got three years left on his deal. That hasn't worked out for the Wizards, but the only guy who's actually going to play and contribute most definitely in this deal is Spencer Didwitty going to the Dallas Mavericks. He's going to contribute, and he's a bit of insurance this offseason if Jalen Brunson isn't signed by the Mavs. So... He's going to play alongside Luka Doncic. He could come off the bench. But now their rotation is Brunson, Luka, let's say Dinwiddie starts, Finney Smith and Kleba along with Bertans, Bullock and Powell off the bench. I think that's Luka's best team going into the playoffs that he's ever had. I didn't even say Tim Hardaway, excuse me. Who's out? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's who you got. And that's I think you know <laughs> who you're going into battle with. As opposed to the Kristaps Porzingis scenario, it's smaller, but I think they are better today than they were with Kristaps Porzingis in and out of the lineup. That's it's a problem for problem trade, but Spencer's going to play at least. What was your immediate reaction to this one? We didn't see this one coming. Not Porzingis. We didn't see this one coming, and I don't know. Maybe it's just because uh, I'm a Latvian lover, and (laughs) I'm still I'm still bullish on Porzingis. I still think he can be a quality player in the league. Maybe I'm just a a... Latvian lover. (laughs) Hey, he was an All Star when he was in the Eastern Conference. (laughs) Exactly right. Exactly right. And he was also on the All Bubble team uh, in those eight (laughs) pre bubble games. So the talent is still there. He's good when he plays, but. Mm-hmm. You need to play. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I mean, honestly, Dinwiddie has had his injury problems yeah. uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Bertans, maybe this is just my Latvian loverness speaking here. <laughs> you know, uh, I think he's going to have a bounce back season. Sure. Bounce back for Bertans, getting set up by Luka Doncic, somebody who actually wants to pass the ball, unlike what the Wizards have had. I think it's going to be good for him. But the Mavericks were kind of in a tough spot where it's like, the players that they need to trade for are similar to the players they have. So it's like, are they gonna, are they going to move Tim Hardaway Jr.? I know that they're trying to, and they would like to get off his contract, but they would want to bring back kind of like a Tim Hardaway Jr. So I don't know. Maybe you're splitting the difference here. Chris Daff's poor Zingas, a little Bertans, a little Dinwiddie, you know. Sometimes they're banged up. Sometimes they hit threes. Sometimes they have good games. Sometimes they don't. I think they're all kind of similar players. And I think that this doesn't take the uh, Mavericks out of re-signing Jalen Brunson for next year. So I think that's good, too. 
And yeah, I guess the Mavericks, the Mavericks got a little bit better. I think they just needed more playmaking. Uh, and I think that they'll be able to roll with Dwight Powell and Kleba as their bigs. Who's the winner of this Mavericks-Wizards deal in mm. Leal's mind? Well, to me, the Mavericks just wanted to get off Porzingis' contract because you're getting a guy like Davis Bertans, who's supposed to be a shooter. Well, he's giving you uh, less than six points a game on 32% from three this season. He just chucks it. And sometimes he'll get hot. He'll hit six or seven or eight. He doesn't play defense. He doesn't do anything else. And he's got two guaranteed years on his contract, less than Porzingis. But then you get Spencer Dinwiddie, who's had his good moments. No question, when he was there in Brooklyn... He was a decent player. He can score. He can set things up. So he takes a little bit of the load off Luca there. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really move the needle all that much for me because, again, Bertans has barely played this season, only 34 games. And Spencer Dinwiddie's had his injury issues. But that's the whole problem with Porzingis. He's missed 21 games this season because of injuries. Last season, when he did play in the playoffs, he wasn't very good. The season before in the bubble, he didn't finish that playoff series because he was injured. So... He is still the best player in this, but mm-hmm. what good is it for a guy who just doesn't play and then when you need him to step up, he's unable to? And the Mavericks still owe the Knicks a first-round pick from that draft, which is for next season. So they're still paying off the uh, Porzingis deal. At the time, it was the right move, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. But Porzingis's injuries have just really held him back. I so, wonder if this is a start of a teardown for the Washington Wizards. Uh, yeah. I think so. <laughs> I mean, I was really confused, and we'll get to the Montrezl Harrell, where they traded him for nothing mm-hmm. to the Hornets, it felt like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, okay, and then you get Porzingis. You're like, okay, it makes a little more sense. But, um, yeah, I think it's a possibility. You obviously mean Beal included yeah, well, in that. Well, yeah, I, I, the contracts are shorter now because uh, Davos Bertans was another two-plus-a-player option, so three full years. And it seems like Kristaps Porzingis is signed th- forever because it always seems like you talk about Chris Tarps for saying, who's going to take on that contract? Well, it's only one more guaranteed year plus a player option. So two more years. So things are getting shorter in the contract world right. on the on the sheets of the uh, Washington Wizards. So yeah, it feels like a teardown is, is happening that... It's finally time. Yes, and it feels like Bradley Beal will be part of that. Maybe they are they are going to do the rare thing and not sign Beal to a max deal like every superstar comes to the to the point where they can sign a max right. deal, but it sure feels like this may be them going in another direction. Do you think like this moves the Mavericks in the Western Conference standings at all, throwing Dinwiddie in here? Um, or are they going to be in that fifth, sixth, maybe even a little bit lower sort of range? Or does this take them to another level? Tass is a little higher on it. All right, so there are two games Dallas is right now. They're two games behind the Jazz for the fourth seed, and they are math tough. One and a half games ahead of Denver. So to me, I'm with Lee. I don't really think this moves the needle a whole bunch. I think that the Mavericks will probably stick in the four, five, six range. Uh, though maybe they're just going to be bombs away, and that's kind of like the best uh, the best form of the Mavs is when they're actually hitting three-pointers. So I guess uh, to me, it's just a little bit of uh, salary cap man- machinations, if you will. Uh, getting off the Porzingis deal is big time, I think. Yeah. Um, and But team-wise, I don't think they're that much better. I think maybe it'll be nice for Luka to not have to completely carry the load uh, once it comes to creation come playoff time, and it seems like he's got to do everything for 48 minutes. At least you can offload some things to Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie for a few moments there. Maybe that helps, but I think they're basically the same talent level as yeah. they were. And it just feels like the Mavericks because of KP being in and out of the lineup. Like, you know, stats-wise, he's like a 20-point-per-game scorer when he's played this year, but yeah. they're like happy with Maxi Kleba, 
Dwight Powell, like that as their center yeah. rotation. And they're like, okay, well, let's get some more guard help here around Luka, especially with the unknown of Jalen Brunson. We'll see if they keep him and retain him. Um, so that's probably the thinking here. Also, people pointing out Mark Cuban just wants to be able to play a payer, uh, pay a player, I should say, in crypto. So yeah. you can now do that with Spencer Didwin. He could yeah. in on that. Yeah, yeah that's Spencer's thing. Uh, I guess uh, the, the Sacramento Kings, Vivek, wants to, he said he can the, their players can accept their payment in crypto as well. So okay. uh, it's taking over the league here. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the thing is, with uh, you know, with Porzingis, it's just like at this point of his career, relying on him to stay healthy for long stretches just can't be done. He was playing some of the best basketball of his career this season when he was playing. Yeah, but it's kind of like he's either out for you know a strain or an injury, something like that that just keeps him knocked him out. He's not playing. You know, he wasn't going to play. Uh, I believe tonight or certainly in their next game, and that's just the 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 thread with him. It's just the same. I am so happy the Raptors didn't trade for Porzingis, <laughs> and I feel actually bad for the rare Wizards fans out there. I just yeah. wouldn't be excited about have, having Porzingis on my team. Uh, well, <laughs> That's not really going anywhere. Well, I, I'm reading tweets here about a proposed Raptors deal, but I'm, I almost got got by yeah. a, a fakey oh, out there, yeah. a, a flow of fakies. It's like people have started accounts today just to write, bogus trade like there's a lot of bogus trades out there it's not just a, a shami shams sharanya you know like yeah. a fake twitter name there's a lot of fake ones that aside <laughs> uh, you just said you're happy that the raps didn't trade for him yeah i, I think that's the bonus we, we just did uh, the ben simmons james harden breakdown and how it lifts a cloud over the sixers it lifts a cloud over the right. nets because right. harden's been upset i think that's where the the i, I like spencer dinwiddie uh contributing but the big cloud being freed from under that for the Dallas Mavericks. Porzingis just wasn't playing. And it, it's just right. an issue. Is he coming in? Is he coming out? Is he coming in? Is he coming out? Now they know who they're going to play with at the very least. They're small. Kleba and Dwight Powell, uh, not giants at the center position, mm-hmm. uh, but that's who they are. And, uh, and if they need they, a giant, they have one. And Boban. <laughs> and Boban. Yeah. That's a good point. All right. Any uh, final thoughts there on Mavs, Wizards? Again, you know, an interesting trade. Uh, definitely one I don't I didn't remember hearing a lot about, and no. maybe a part of it. Why don't we just go to the Wizards' other portion of this uh, trade deadline day? Montrez Harrell going to the Charlotte Hornets, Lee. You can get us started here mm. for Ish Smith and Vernon Carey. <laughs> yeah, well, look, the uh, the Hornets. <laughs> That's uh, it. The Hornets have hit a bit of a rough patch uh, right now. Yep. One of their biggest problems is in the middle. They need big guys now. Montrez, I wouldn't class as a traditional big, like a big stopper there, <laughs> no. but he gives them another little pop off the bench there. A guy can give you sort of 16 points and 10 rebounds. He's energy, he's effort, uh, he, he's that for them. So I think they get marginally better. Giving up Ish Smith and Vernon Carey, it's like, okay, that's fine. You can give up those. Just disappointed Ish didn't get to go to a new team. You know, that's the real uh, problem. Yeah, there. he's already played yeah. for uh, the Wizards. Yeah, yeah good so, point. So anyway, uh, I, I like Montrez, regular season Montrez, uh, and the Hornets. I'm glad to see they did something. I just think they needed to just improve a little bit, but they've still got that big, big problem as a defensive big they don't have other than the plum dog. Uh, a bit of a weakness for them. You were a big fan of uh, the Vernon movies. Did he ever go to uh, the Capitol? <laughs> he went to camp and he went to jail. <laughs> he was always on the movie. He was always on the run. Oh, no, I can't that's remember. another Vernon. Oh, that's oh another right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Ernest. It's Ernest. Yeah. Oh. But what's his name? In real Vernon Gary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I thought it was. Wait, what? Wait. No, I thought the, the real guy, oh, Ernest, man, real Barney, name. Uh, uh, what's his name? His name's not Ernest? 
No, uh, his real name's not Ernest. Oh, his name, it's it, Jim Varney? Jim. Oh, Jim. <laughs> Jim Varney. <laughs> Never well, mind. I'm but he, always this. Says, he says Vern all the time. He says, oh, hey, Vern. Vern. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Well, so like the yeah. Vernon movies. But... Uh, uh, we've been here too long at this point. <laughs> I do love the Vernon movies. Uh, <laughs> you know the Vernon movies. The Vernon movies. movies. Yeah. I was, yeah, I thought I was smelling fumes in the classic factory. So Shout out there. to all the potato makers, stock up on energy. That's So you're saying Ernest, in all the movies that he would go somewhere, where he was always saying Vern. Yeah. Hey Vern, who, is he talking to the camera? Well, it was a it was a it was a commercial to start, right? Like he would uh, say, yeah. "Hey Vern, have you tried this new aluminum siding or whatever?" Like, "Hey Vern, what do you think of this?" That's how it started. Always wow. talking to the camera. POV yeah, so maybe of Vern. Vern. Vern's yeah, POV. The, yeah. So. All right. Oh, and the, yeah, so that's where I got the carry. Okay, I got it. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Montrose Harrell. We kept saying the Hornets need a big, Hornets need a big, Hornets need a big. Like Lee said, he's not the big, big, but do you like this little injection there uh, uh, at the center position that he plays? Yes. Uh, A lot of the time the ball gets dropped off to Plumlee and uh, things don't go too well. Uh, The hands just aren't there all the time from the passes from LaMelo. And yeah, there's a lot of turnovers that happen. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Vernovers. Uh, anyway, uh, but uh, he doesn't help on the de- he won't help on the defensive end. He, he that's that's the problem. That's right. why he gets played off the floor. So, were they trying aiming for somebody other than Montrez Harrell? I would say yes. Somebody. But we thought somebody. they were going for Miles Turner, but then the Sabonis trade happened, so maybe Turner's Nurkic. off. Nurk is, was always a possibility. Yes, who's yep. also you know, uh, yeah, they are they the defensively you want to play them in the playoffs because you're going to score a lot. If, yeah, when, that's, what, that's why I think this is perfect pickup for the Charlotte Hornets. Just All score, offense, score, score. no defense. <laughs> and it's a little bit smart, too, because Ish Smith's contract goes through next season. Vernon Carey's got a longer deal as well. <laughs> Whereas Montrez Harrell, he's coming off the contract or coming off the books next year. It's not like the Hornets are going to be a free agent destination, but at least they'll have some uh, leeway to make some sort of a deal. Get somebody who wants to play alongside Lomelo. Plus, Harrell plays hard every single night, which yeah. I think the Hornets need. As basketball nerds, do you want Ish Smith? being the league leader in franchises played or Hell do you yeah. want him tied yeah. no no you don't want him <laughs> no, tied i want Ish Smith tied. To have him. <laughs> he's tied with tony i don't know you like just he's to tied have with some tony historical right now? joe smith and chucky brown oh and jo- jim, jim jackson, jackson yeah oh, yeah there's a five-way so, yeah, tie i want ish uh, to take that yeah, ish is going to do it the next season he's not done in the league he'll be a free agent go well, he signed through next year. Oh, gonna, yeah. He'll get traded next deadline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, as long as he gets traded to another team. <laughs> From now on, we're calling Vernon Carey Jr. Ernest, though. Right? We can, we yeah. can at least yeah, commit yeah. to that. Uh, <laughs> honestly, Skeets, I'm not going to commit to that. No? No. Oh, man. Because I think by the next time he comes up on the show, we will have forgotten. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, Jim Carey always said Vern. Yeah, Ernest. Wow. Wow. Jim Carey? I mean, no, not Jim Drew. Carey. No. <laughs> no. I, I, I was thinking Drew oh, Carey there for a second. You're thinking of Carey's coot camp. Uh, I want to go Carey's home coot. so bad. I've ah, been staring at the screen all day. Okay. Uh, yeah, good job on the Hornets getting Montrez Harrell there for <laughs> Ernest and Ish. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder love a hang loose hand or a salute but man it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back ouch we all carry around different stressors big and small when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma 
It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Our next deal. Oh, this one I want to talk about because this one happened sort of right at the end of the Ben Simmons-James Harden trade. And that is the Boston Celtics acquiring Derek White from the San Antonio Spurs for Josh Richardson and Romeo Langford. And there might be something else involved in that, but I don't have it in front of me. The, the key players, no, Derek White. It. Is that it? it? Yeah. Okay, there's no pick involved? I thought there was a I pick of some so. sort. Anyway, the Spurs, man, what's going on with this team? They're doing all these trades here on a deadline day. Um, but what do you think about the Celtics acquiring Derek White? Obviously the biggest name here. I'm excited for the Celtics getting Derek White. The most potential of all these guys in this trade, Derek White, still young. Uh, he's got several years left. He's paid till 2025. I was surprised by that. But my Boston Celtics need some bench help. <laughs> they, they, is he their, he's their best bench player right now coming off the bench. Uh, but he replaces Josh Richardson, who I know uh, the sort of the love for Josh Richardson has left the NBA world in some way because he just hasn't lived up to expectations. But he was he, he was turned it vet. on as of late to get traded. Well, yeah, I'll tell you that he had a good season in Miami a long time ago. He yeah. did, he did, but he was he was playing all right off the bench this season to some degree. I I I think the Celtics are trading for potential here in Derek White. Sure, uh, I, I I think he could be a good player, but. I don't. I, I just. I'm not gear. I, I, I. We just haven't seen it for a couple of years. I like that the Spurs are moving on from all their glut of guards. They had to trade somebody, but they are still getting Josh Richardson, who signed through next year as well. I guess they. Uh, I, I'm just a little confused as to uh, what they're doing there with Josh Richardson. That seems like a win now type of player, and the Spurs aren't winning mm-hmm. right now. But the Celtics did well here uh, to get a young guy in Derek White. What do you like uh, about this deal? Uh, well, I like Derek White. I think he probably fell a little bit behind DeJounte Murray's sort of resurgence, there, or not resurgence, but his growth this season, and he sort of overtook him. Derek White dropped off just a little bit, and I think the Spurs thought they do have a lot of guards, and they're going to move on. There's a little bit more here the Celtics are doing. Uh, it's sort of come through here from Woj. Dennis Schroeder is going to the Rockets, and Daniel Tice is going back to the to Boston, Boston Celtics there. So uh, I <laughs> suspect the then Boston, in huh? that case, uh, White probably starts in the backcourt there with Marcus Smart, which is pretty good defensively now. You've got two really long athletic guards there in the backcourt there for the Celtics. So um, as far as uh, Josh Richardson, yeah, he went to Philadelphia and was like, okay, this could be the right move. Uh, he went to Dallas and he's ne- he was in Boston. He just doesn't quite seem to work out for some reason. He, he looks like he's got the talent. He looks like he's a classic 3 and D guy, but uh, hasn't been able to really live up to that. When he was down in Miami, it was like, this is a guy they're going to hang on to. So um, I think he still can be a good player, but uh, it's starting to run out of hope a little bit with him. Okay. What do you think about the Celtics Spurs making this deal? Derek White, that's a nice piece. That's a really nice piece. Uh, 27 years old, probably in the prime of his career right now, and it seemed like he had a little bit of potential until the Spurs kept bringing in guards that they wanted to play ahead of him. So I think that's what the Spurs are doing, is just trading away anybody who might be getting in the way of DeJounte Murray Mm. and uh, Devin Vassell, Josh Primo maybe even a little bit there. But the Celtics uh, getting Derek White.
right? A long guard and a good defender. The Celtics have really turned it on recently, and it's because they've been playing defense. So adding another young guard out there. So between Marcus Smart, Jalen, Jason, Derek White, that's a lot of arms out there on the perimeter. Wing defenders are at a premium right now in the NBA. So this is a good get. You're going to see the Celtics on a lot of people's lists for winners of the NBA Definitely. trade deadline. Guarantee that either later today or tomorrow, because I like this too, mm-hmm. um, for obviously what they gave up there. And Josh Richardson, he is like this classic, like he had been playing better as of late, but he still goes like, he goes 0 for 8, and then he's 6 for 9, and mm-hmm. then he's 2 for 7, and then, you know, he's a very respectable, give you a little defense, uh, 5 for 6 out there. He is just back and forth, back and forth, but had turned it around a little bit, um, like I said, recently, and I think that helped him get traded here, and they get Derek White. I love it. I think this is a great, great uh, trade here for the Boston Celtics, um, especially when you pair what they had done earlier with the luxury tax, um, shipping out of, what, P.J. Dozier and Bull Bull down to, to the Magic. So good stuff from Brad Stevens, who's this is his first yeah. headline here, right, mm-hmm. uh, as a, as a GM of the team. Mm-hmm. Other trades... Um, I'm sorry, I'm st- I keep looking at Vernon Carey's name. And I can- <laughs> it's Jim Varney of Vernon... Yeah, okay. Uh, the Suns get Jalen Smith... Pacers get Torrey Craig. This is a little minor deal here, but we thought Jalen Smith would be moved from Phoenix, and we were like, well, what will they get back, and will they pair it with Dario Sarge, and what will they do? In the end, they bring back Torrey Craig um, to the desert. What do you think, Tess? Uh, I think this is a, a no-risk move for the Indiana Pacers to get a young guy in Jalen Smith. Why the heck yep. not take a chance on a guy who was a high pick just a couple of years ago uh, for Torrey Craig, who is going to... Help a championship contender once again. Yeah, the Suns uh, tinkered around the edges as uh, as they we expected them to do a little bit, and they even went and got a backcourt player, uh, as we'll get to along with Torrey Craig. Um, but, yeah, it is unfortunate what Jalen Smith uh, panned out to be. I mean, he was selected before Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, you have to hope for him that he'll find his way in Indiana, and this is a good move for them. Trey, what do you think? Yeah, I guess it's cool for the Suns to bring in a guy who kind of knows their system already and has played with a lot of the guys that are there because this Suns team basically stretches back to the bubble, right? So Mm. those guys are pretty familiar with each other, so he should be able to slot right in as a little defensive replacement here and there. And we'll get to this other move eventually with uh, the Suns, but I think it's good. You know, they're just messing around with the end of the rotation, getting some guys who they're a little bit more comfortable with come playoff time. Yeah, the other move he's alluding to is they also bring in Aaron Holiday, uh, dealt in a trade exception there with the Washington Wizards. That's where he was last playing, one of the Holiday Bros. So, yeah, yeah the Suns get Torrey Craig and Aaron Holiday here as they uh, gear up for their playoff push. Aaron Holiday can uh, mop up a few possessions as their point guard. Uh, that's one of the areas they don't have great depth there. They've got after Chris Paul, it's kind of Alfred Payton. So it's like, get Aaron Holiday. Why not? You can pick him up for virtually nothing. So I think it's a, a good, smart move. When you're a championship contender, you're not making the big haymakers. You're just saying, let's get a little bit of uh, extra help here, some depth, maybe another defender, another guy who can mm-hmm. just help us uh, because they're expecting the Suns to play a good 20, 25 games after the regular season. So you need a few extra bodies with a bit of experience and guys can go out there and just uh, take some possession. So they've quietly done very, very nicely today, Phoenix. So we're about 15 minutes after the deadline officially hit there at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Trades can still trickle in, and maybe they are, Lee. I know you got your Twitter accounts humming along. But at this point, what's the most surprising team to not make a move? The Lakers. (laughs) Yes, the way they've been playing, the way they've been acting, the way they've been 
commenting in the media that something has to change. Something we can't go forward with this team. Essentially, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like there's got to be something that's going to happen here. Yeah, it's three eighteen. According to my clock, when did the calls come into the league office? <laughs> Something had to come in well, before 3 Eastern, and we're still waiting for the details. I would be shocked if the Lakers didn't make a move. Uh, and, the, you know, the Dennis Schroeder one was something I thought that could be done just because he is familiar with the Lakers and, and because he was there. Uh, but if they don't, I do think they will fire Frank Vogel. And it's not Frank's fault, but I think they need to go into this next <laughs> half of the season with something changed in their locker room because, frankly, that's what they've been saying. We need something to change, and they've been vocal about that. The last I saw when it came to the Lakers was Ramona Shelburne saying the Lakers do have a deal available to them to trade Russell Westbrook to the Houston Rockets for John Wall but they are balking at including the additional draft assets the Rockets are asking for. Balking. So They're saying, saying give us that 2027. Yes, yes. Um, should be pretty amazing if uh, L.A. decided not to move Westbrook because they wanted to uh, keep a 2027 first-round yeah. pick. Well, it's it, – Plink, I suppose, plays hardball. This is what happened last year at the trade deadline when Kyle Lowry was on the mm-hmm. table. We all thought Kyle Lowry was gone, and the Raptors supposedly wanted Taylor Horton Tucker. The Lakers said, no, sir. And it cost them. And it It cost cost them them badly, I think, in the playoffs. They would have loved to have had Kyle Lowry and potentially have him on the team as well this season. Yeah, Instead of Russell Westbrook. If they they made the same mistake, then... uh, you know that's their own problem. <laughs> if they do now, just turn around and fire Frank. Sorry, we couldn't make any trade, so you're out of here. That would just be a, a, a terrible look for this team, because I, as I said before, either say he's your coach for the rest of the season or fire him now. Don't leave him dangling like this and dragging him along, because I think it, yeah, they're treating him really badly. Trey, were there any other teams that you're surprised haven't made a move at least that we know of uh, at this point? You thought the Grizzlies might be active. Um, any other squads? Are you asking me because every team in the top eight in the Eastern mm. Conference made a trade except for the Chicago Bulls? I set you right up. Mm. Mm. Uh, a little surprised, a little disappointed, but you know, I guess that the Bulls management is saying we're going to take our chances in the buyout market. It's not worth pushing all of our chips in now. Apparently, Casey Johnson of the Chicago Tribune is reporting that they weren't even close to including Patrick Williams mm. uh, in any of these deals, which would have been their biggest chip, no doubt about yeah. it. So... The Bulls got smoked a lot in January. Like, they got destroyed by the Nets. They got destroyed by the Warriors. They had a four-game losing streak. Kind of came at the right time, because at the end of December, I was like, yeah, let's trade all these young guys and try and win a championship right now. Then they ran into a bunch of the great teams in the league and found out they're probably just a good team uh, right now. So, yeah, that's a a little disappointing, but smart long-term vision, all things considered. And honestly, the same thing for the Memphis Grizzlies. They're overachieving right now. Yep keep the vibes immaculate if you will mm. so keep rolling with uh, Kyle Anderson see if you can do anything in the buyout market it's going to be heated in the buyout market all these old vets who will come in and contribute four or five minutes a game and we'll talk ourselves into <laughs> yeah. it being the biggest deal in the world I'm still hyped for Larry Sanders going to the Cavs with LeBron <laughs> <laughs> going to be throwing those oops just like Chris Anderson mm. any other teams Lee that you're uh, at this point shocked didn't do anything we didn't uh, think we didn't think the Warriors would probably do anything. Yeah. So you don't have them, I assume. Uh, yeah. the, the, the Knicks, I guess, with their their record and the way they're playing, they already did the uh, Cam Reddish move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, beat everybody to the punch. Uh, well, get yeah. that guy and not play him. That that's the problem here is they did this a couple of weeks ago where it was like, okay, they're building towards something here. We're going to see a significant move. 
and there was nothing really close. We didn't see any sort of rumours or, or whispers about them. So they're set with who they've got. They've traded for a guy. They've given up a first-round pick for him as well, and he's not doing anything. So uh, the Atlanta Hawks as well, I, I think their uh, recent win streak, their re- recent form probably had Travis Schlenk in the front office there saying, you know what, maybe we're actually not too bad. We just needed to get everybody healthy. DeAndre Hunter's a huge uh, uh, change on that team when he's healthy. He's a two-way player. So I think the Hawks is, uh, is another team. But... Um, yeah, the Lakers, I think they were looking around and just seeing if they could uh, fleece somebody and everyone's like, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks, I've got gum. <laughs> uh, well, I, like uh, Trey alluded to there, the Bulls didn't make a move in the Eastern Conference. I love how everyone's going for it in the East. And yep. like, like the Celtics we talked about, uh, just fortified that bench. Now you've got Daniel Tice uh, as your backup big. You've got Derek White as your backup guard to go along with Grant Williams, who's their uh, P.J. Tucker light there. So those three guys coming off the bench behind the Jays and Marcus Martin, Al Horford, Robert Williams, looking good. Everybody going for it. you got to like that. Everybody feeling like they've got a chance, like it is wide open. And uh, a lot of teams do have a chance in that Eastern Conference. It feels like of the 30 teams in the league, like, I don't know, 20 were active today at some point or another, making uh, even if it was a minor deal, there is a lot of these Isn't teams. Isn't that the exact same number of teams that make the play-in tournament? Mm. <laughs> wow, that was a smart move mm. by Adam Silver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It got us, uh, got us some good stuff here on trade deadline day. I think we can call it there. Um, you know, even if other trades trickle in, unless it's a biggie that we didn't see coming, unless it's a Beal, unless it's a... I don't know who else. Not going to be yeah. a Lillard. It's not going to be. A windy. Windy is also saying that the yeah the Rockets and the Lakers talked, but right. uh, couldn't get anything done. Okay. What I was going to say is, if nothing else happens, I think we will just see everybody tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. We'll regroup. We'll do the drop podcast. We'll probably do winners and losers of the NBA trade deadline ourselves. We'll have some more thoughts on some of these deals. Uh, maybe we'll even hear from some of these players and what was going on in their former teams. Who knows? We'll also have. All of your Friday drop staples, rapid fire fun, <laughs> tweet of the night. Into it already. Yeah. Um, and uh, what else? I don't know. I, I, my brain is completely shut off. <laughs> we'll at talk this about point. the the draft that happens tonight. Oh, that's happening tonight. Yeah. Jesus. Great. Great. Okay. Yeah, LeBron and uh, KD should be interesting hear them on the microphones see what type of mood they're in oh yeah, yeah. LeBron's <laughs> probably gonna like actually try and trade one of his Lakers players for, for, for legit yeah this yeah. carries <laughs> over to the regular season like too. forget yeah. the draft forget yeah. the all-star game okay yeah. I've got Taylor and Horton Tucker yeah. what are you interested in uh, KD yeah so we'll talk about that we'll talk about the trade deadline our winners and losers a whole lot more that's tomorrow 10 a.m. Eastern live here on YouTube and we turn it into a podcast as soon as humanly possible like the vid subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube leave your boy a five-star rating and review wherever you download and listen to No Dunks. Fun day! Again, it worked out honestly perfectly, the way these trades were trickling out and how we could tackle them. Gotta give it up to JD, our guy. Just a, a you know, tip of the cap from Mr. Dutton there and a slow clap from Great me. Great job, Jason. <laughs> Unbelievable work. We will see you guys tomorrow. Until then, brace the day, people. Scared me. Thought we were doing Clever Bros. I'm telling you, JD, I, I can't even think anymore. I haven't moved from this spot.